Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Amen. We serve an unstoppable God, and it was so awesome to declare that with you this morning as we sing and worship together. You can grab a seat. Thank you for joining us here in the room and online once again. Welcome to church this morning. So glad that you're here. Uh, We've got some announcements for you, and then we're going to continue the series we started last week on practicing God's presence. Um, If you would like to give uh, here at New Day, you can do that by giving online. There's a link on our website, newdaycommunity.org slash give. If you're here in the building, you can uh, drop something in the box on the way out or hit up the iPad. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about giving, and I shared with you that about tithing. Tithe means tenth. We talked about that and how Abraham was the first to tithe in the Bible. He gave a tenth to Melchizedek. And then we talked about how it was written in the law of the Old Testament. And uh, now I want to talk to you about the book of Malachi. This is a prophet in the Old Testament as well. And he actually brings correction to the people for not being faithful to God in many areas of life, including the tithe. But then he turns and talks about this blessing that God promises. He says, bring the tithe into the storehouses. Fill my storehouse with the tithe and I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. It's such a cool, encouraging thing, and that has been my experience. As I'm faithful to God in any area of my life, he richly blesses me, and it's so good to receive blessing from the Lord. So that's a little encouragement I'm giving this morning, and I think Marilee has some announcements for you. I do. Ladies, this Saturday, it's already this Saturday, we have a fun fall fellowship event. A little tongue twister there for you. At 11 a.m., we invite all the ladies to come join us in person or through Zoom. We want to make this available to everybody. Um, If you are going to come in person, um, we do want you to um, sign up. There there is a link there to sign up uh, for lunch um, so we can get the numbers there. And um, we will be socially distancing and taking some other precautions, but we just realize the value of getting together and having this time for relationship and community. We're going to have several speakers and time to just hang out and discuss and, um, and connect with each other. So I hope you all are able to participate in that event this Saturday. I also want to show a short slideshow in celebration of our successful candy trail We spent weeks um, promoting it and planning and preparing, and so I want to give it some time of celebration. So here's some pictures of the wonderful volunteers who hosted stations. We ended up with 17 different stations. It was so great, you guys. Thank you for participating in any way that you did. It was awesome. We made good connections with our neighbors here around the church building, and it was a lot of fun. Yep, there you are. There's that nerdy guy in the middle. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, everyone. And we just look forward as a church to more um, opportunities for outreach in the future. Yeah, terrific. All right, well, are you guys ready to continue our series on practicing God's presence? Yes, okay, I'm glad that you are. Let's, uh, let's just position ourselves to receive from the Lord with a word of prayer before we jump in. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning's time of worship, for gathering together um, to worship you as one, uh, with one voice, to declare your victory, Jesus, over death and the grave, and to declare that nothing's impossible with you, God. That's 
the God that we serve, and we are so grateful for you. Um, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us this morning. Help us to learn and grow in different ways of experiencing your presence in our lives more and more. As we focus on that this month, God, help us to fold in new things that we learn into our daily practice of being in relationship with you, God. I pray your blessing over um, the message this morning and those two who are about to bring it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may I introduce your speakers this morning for the message, Bill and Marilee Menser. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, we are excited to share the word with you this morning. We love you guys, and we are um, particularly have a fondness for this topic, and I'll tell you about that, why that is in just a minute. Um, but yeah, at New Day, we're taking the month of November to practice the presence. We're a presence-based church. That means we love intimacy with God and connecting with the Holy Spirit in, um, in tangible ways. And so we, we learn about these things, we talk about them, but we're going to actually practice this month. Last week, we talked about prayer, and today we're talking about hearing God's voice. And we know right uh, from the Bible that God desires a close relationship with us. That's the point, right? That's the whole point, that we would be intimate, that we would have this personal connected relationship. He wants to speak to us. He wants to um, have conversations back and forth, and um, we want to learn to hear his voice. Um, John 10, 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I read that and I go, that's the expectation. That's the standard. My sheep are going to listen to my voice. Not a little cute suggestion, right, that, um, that maybe some people could try this out. But this is what Christianity is all about. We're the sheep and he's our shepherd and he's speaking to us. And so we're going to talk to you today about a tool. And it's going to really build your relationship with God as you journey continue to journey towards him in this Christian walk. You know, Bill and I are um, the family life pastors here at New Day, and so we care a lot about and spend a lot of our time focusing on healthy relationships um, b- with you guys between each other, in your families, in your, in your friend circles, and also healthy relationships between you and God. And so communication is a huge part of a healthy relationship. And so learning to communicate and hear God's voice is, um, is so pivotal and important. So we're going to jump into that today. People all throughout the Bible knew God personally. They were friends with God. We read it again and again. They interacted with God, either hearing him speak to them or seeing visions of him. But Genesis to Revelation Remember Genesis, Adam and Eve in the garden, they're talking um, with God every day in the cool of the evening, conversing, having that closeness. And all the way through, we have Revelation. Revelation is a vision that God gave John, and he recorded it. Um, And then we have Jesus who, you know, he didn't do anything except what he saw the Father doing. He was in constant connection um, with what God was doing, what he cared about in the moment. And he was connected with that and did that. And so we're going to look at a couple different ways to help you engage in learning and developing how to hear God's voice. And we're going to take some time for you to actually practice this morning. So 
don't be too nervous about that. Um, it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be really good. Some of you, um, this might be brand new uh, to you. It's a little bit exciting. Maybe you're a little bit apprehensive uh, about learning this, but um, today you're going to be able to start to learn and get your feet wet today. It's going to be great. And then others of you, maybe this is a really familiar topic, um, but maybe it's been a while since you practiced it, since you spent time um, investing in it and getting better, right? Anything that we practice, we're going to get better at. Um, and so this is something we want to continue uh, practicing and getting better at. So, Bill, why don't you share with us yeah. more of what Scripture has to say about this? Well, Scripture does say more about hearing God's voice. Marilee covered it pretty good. Um, one thing I wanted to point out to you is that when God makes his covenant with the people at Mount Sinai, it's based on hearing God's voice. In Exodus uh, 19, verse 5, he says, Hear me and keep this covenant and you'll be my treasured possession, my special people. Um, so it starts right there, and it continues in the Old Testament, a verse that I just love that kind of is uh, like hearing God's voice as you walk through this life is Isaiah 30, 21. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And in the New Testament, Jesus talks about it in John chapter 8. He says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. And like Marilee said in John 10, 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So there's this pattern in the Bible that God's people are in relationship. They hear his voice, he leads, and he guides them. And so that's what we want to do as well. So this morning, we're going to give you three ways that you can hear God's voice. And we're going to pause and practice each way. All right? Are you excited about that? Three ways. You only paid for two, you get one free. That's just a joke. You didn't pay it off, so. Okay. Way number one, hearing God's voice through Scripture. This is the most common way that Christians hear God's voice, probably the most familiar. Um, I bet nearly all of you have had that moment where you're reading something in the Bible and the words just seem to jump off the page at you, right? It goes beyond paper and ink. Rewind that. It goes beyond your screen and the font in your Bible app, and it just jumps off the phone at you or whatever medium you're using. You get what I'm saying, right? The Holy Spirit inspires something, and it's more than just the words. It has a deeper meaning. The Bible says uh, that the Word of God is actually living and active. That's why that happens. That's from Hebrews 4. And then here's this great example of the disciples of Jesus in Luke 24. It's called the road to Emmaus because they were walking on the road to Emmaus. That's why they call it that. But Jesus' disciples had just watched him be crucified. He's dead, and things didn't turn out the way they thought. And they haven't figured it out. And then, on the third day, the tomb is empty. They're like, hey, he's not here, he's risen. The women come back, Peter runs to the tomb, all of this stuff. And they're like, what is going on? And they haven't quite figured it out yet. They haven't understood what has happened. And two of the disciples, for whatever reason, are walking down the road. And then this guy joins them on the road, and it says, <clears throat> the guy who joins them on the road begins with Moses and the prophets, so the Old Testament scripture, and he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures about himself, because the guy on the road with them was Jesus, but they didn't realize it yet. They get where they're going, they start to eat dinner, and then Jesus reveals himself to them, and then poof, disappears. 
Okay, and then this is the part I was, all of that was filled up to this moment right here. Uh, verse 32. So the two turn to each other. Jesus just disappeared. And they go, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Isn't that awesome? Their hearts were just burning inside them as Jesus told them what the scriptures meant. That deeper meaning was revealed to them. And that's what I hope you find through this way of hearing God's voice in scripture. You may not see the risen Jesus when you go for a walk this afternoon, but guess what? He is with you on that walk this afternoon because his Holy Spirit lives inside of you if you've chosen to believe in him and follow him. That's amazing. We should say that again. God's Holy Spirit lives inside you if you're a follower of Jesus. And I just want to pause and say, if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, you should become one. And you can do that today. If you're here in the room and that's you, you can talk to the prayer team or Marily or I after service. If you're watching online, contact us at church. Go to newdaycommunity.org and contact us. Talk to Adam and Tara, our hosts on the live stream. But make a decision to follow Jesus today if you haven't already. And then all of this good stuff we're talking about can be yours too. For the rest of you who have already decided, I want to see your heart burn within you when you read scripture. I want to see the Holy Spirit speak to you in this way. Jesus talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in John 16. He said, I have more to say to you, more than you can now bear, O disciples of mine. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And so that's what we're after when we open the Bible or pull up the app is that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. All right, so let's practice. Are you ready? Ready or not, here we come. I'm going to put a passage on the slide, and here's what I want you to do with it. I want you to read through it, and as you do, if a word or a phrase starts to lift off of that slide and speak to you, go with it. Rather than continuing on, just kind of go, oh, what are you saying about that, God? And press into it for a moment um, and let him speak to you. If you get all the way through and the words didn't seem to lift off the page, um, that's okay. When you get to the end, just say, God, what do you want to say to me about this scripture? And that's how we're going to practice. Are you ready? I'm going to give you like a minute to do that. On your mark, get set. All right, I'm going to say that's the end of our abbreviated practice time. What God was speaking to me as I did that with you was about the very end where it says, um, you know, people are gone, you know, and then their place remembers them no more, but God is from everlasting to everlasting. And I just had the sense, you know, like my heart yearns to be more than just a vapor that disappears, you know. I want to be part of something more, and it's in the love of God that I find that. That's what he was saying to me. But why don't you um, 
turn to somebody near you at home, maybe with your family or in the comments with each other. Share what you heard. Let's take a minute to share with each other and be encouraged by what somebody else got out of this passage. Go for it, guys. Find somebody to share and encourage. All right, good job, guys. How many of you felt something, the Holy Spirit speak something to you from the verse? Awesome. That was awesome. We can just keep practicing this as we read the word and, and tune in. What are you saying to me, God? Okay, so the second way that we're going to talk about and then practice how to hear God's voice, a way to hear God's voice, is hearing by hearing. And um, so, so, um, some people do hear the audible voice of God that's in Scripture. I know several people who have heard. It's much more uncommon. If you hear the audible voice of God, it will be beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know it's him. No question. It'll be pretty obvious. You'll hear it with your physical ear, and um, that's pretty amazing. Come and tell me about it if you have that. But what I want to spend most of my time in this section on is I'm with your um, inside ears, in your mind's ear, when the, when the Lord speaks. And so what we can get better at is learning to recognize and sense the thoughts that are dropped into our mind by the Holy Spirit. And um, it, there's actually, because God is always with us, the Holy Spirit's always with us, and he's always speaking, um, there is a flow of spontaneous thought that you can tap into, that you can tune into and learn how to connect with, um, to hear in this way, and to converse in this way. And you'll get better and better at recognizing that it's him when you practice. At first, it's going to seem like it's your thoughts, um, but you'll begin to uh, see the differentiation. So a great way to begin practicing this is start by asking God a question um, and say, okay, God, you know, what do you want to speak to me about today? What do you want to say to me? What would you like me to know about a particular situation um, or maybe a certain dynamic in your family? So ask him a question, and then you just quiet yourself and, um, and attune to the Holy Spirit, and, and you'll begin to sense some spontaneous thoughts. And um, journaling and writing it down is great for this, especially when you're learning. Um, so you just, whatever spontaneous thoughts that come to your mind, you just start to write them down. And let yourself kind of write a whole paragraph or a whole page. Um, and then you always want to come back later and, and then test it against Scripture and decide, okay, was that just me or was it God? Um, but then, so you ask him a question. He will respond with a spontaneous thought. And then you can respond with your own analytical thought. Maybe whatever he says inspires another question from you. 
So you can write that down. Um, or, you know, maybe what he says will inspire just awe and you begin to write out a prayer or you write out or you just respond with praise. Wow, God, you're so amazing. Um, and you can converse back and forth. That's called two-way journaling. And, um, and you'll, you'll know if it's God's voice as you're practicing it better at this. You'll know if it's him, if it confirms scripture and it glorifies Jesus. So anything that contradicts um, either of those two things, we would just throw aside. So if you're doing this and you feel like he says, yeah, you don't have to forgive that person who wronged you. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Okay, well, that's not him. Um, and his voice will never be condemning um, or hopeless. It will always be full of love, even if he is um, convicting you there will be a sense of love motivating it and hope for restoration and things like that. Now, when it's our thoughts, we can often be critical, and that's how you can go back later and, and, um, and test it. So God's voice, um, his rhema, the now word of God, um, will always confirm and be grounded in God's word logos, the written word of God. Okay, so that's a good and necessary guideline. Um, so I remember um, when I was first learning how to do this, I was probably in my early 20s, and I had heard teaching about this, and I was beginning to practice. And I remember writing the question down, what do you want to say to me, God? And he would, and I was really, I was so insecure. I, I did not think at all that it was God's voice. I was sure it was my own thoughts and not God. And, and so I had to turn off that kind of critical side of me that would judge every phrase. Oh, that's just me. You know, I had to turn that off and just let myself practice, give myself permission to practice and get a whole chunk down. But he would say things like, I love you. I'm delighted in you. My joy of the morning, just kind of these gushing things. And I was kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and I would practice again. And I think it was maybe like my third or fourth time practicing. And again, he was like, I love you. And I was like, are we going to get past that? <laughs> and it was like, no, and we're not. And it was like, I, there was a place within my core that it needed to go even deeper. And I knew then when I came back and judged it, I was like, okay, I know that wasn't me because I would not have said that again. Like, <laughs> I know I wouldn't have made that up. So anyway, so I, was, I just remember being so, like, insecure but loving in, in the, the truth that I could do this because I wanted to feel really close to God and have, you know, an intimate relationship with him. I didn't want to just read about him or know what he did in the past. I wanted to have that um, connection with him every day and, and so I remember um, uh, I was still very insecure in this, and um, I think God was ready for me to kind of gain a little confidence. Uh, I was having a um, counseling session with Stephanie Jones. She was the associate pastor at the time. And um, we were praying through an issue, and we got to the end, and, and she said, okay, I want you to ask God, what do you want to say to me about this particular topic that we had just prayed through? And so I, you know, I tuned into the Holy Spirit, quieted myself, and, and began to write some things down that I felt were coming to my mind. And, um, and so 
I did that, and she did the same. She asked God, okay, what do you want to say to Marilee about this issue? And when we got done, we compared, and the exact same three things that I had written down, she had written down. It was like a Bible verse and then two things that I felt like he was saying. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, that is crazy. It's amazing. It was like, um, I guess he was ready for me to, to know that I could really do this. Um, and so I just remember, you know, my confidence growing. And now I just, it, it's very comfortable. I can easily tell what are my analytical thoughts that I've formed and what are his spontaneous thoughts. And I can easily, about anything, God, what do you want to say about this? How are you feeling about me today? You know, what do you want outreach to look like for New Day in 2021? What do you want to communicate to this group of people that I'm about to go and, and hang out with? And, and just hear his voice, and it's, it's an amazing way to live. It's, a, it's an amazing way to be a Christian, and I think that's what God wants. That's why he said, my sheep will hear my voice. Um, so he desires that for all of us. So I want you to just practice now. And so get out maybe like your notes app on your phone, or if you have a journal or piece of paper and pen, several of you do, grab that. So get ready. Everybody get out your your notes app on your phone. And at, your, at home, please follow along and do this too. We're just going to take a minute to practice this and tune into that spontaneous voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so what I want you to think of is let's think of a situation in your life that um, hasn't been worked out yet. Maybe something happened. Maybe you, you had a difficult conversation, conversation and Something that's not yet resolved that you're still in the middle of. So think of your situation, write that down, and then say, um, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this situation? Just ask that question, and then let, let the spontaneous thoughts flow. Whatever comes, just write them down.
All right. It looked like that was going pretty good for those of you I can see. Good job. Um, I love Marilee's testimony about hearing God's voice and her uh, kind of process, maturing in that and figuring it out. And it was similar for me. I, um, the most significant breakthroughs in my Christian life and probably the most significant moments with the Lord have been in this setting of hearing his voice in some way, you know, where he just speaks to a situation where I'm stuck and I get unstuck or, you know, just life baggage and junk that I've carried forever. And the healing and the, the breakthrough for that came through moments like you just did. So it is so valuable and so important. Um, but I want to take you on to the third of three ways. We said we can hear God's voice through Scripture and the Holy Spirit's inspiration on that. We can hear him through this kind of hearing through hearing. We called it the spontaneous flow of thought that the Lord can drop in your mind like we just practiced. And the third type we called hearing through seeing. I think it's really similar to number two, but some of you are more visual than verbal. You know, pictures and you know, motion pictures <laughs> and, um, you know, God's creation and art and different things that trigger a different personality in a different place in the brain are more meaningful to you. And so you may hear God's voice in a little different way through seeing. And it's just visual imagery, kind of that spontaneous flow of thought, but instead of it being words and sentences, it's, it's visual. Um, and that's terrific and awesome. Um, I think it's really fun to hear God's voice with somebody who has this particular strength. Um, and maybe it's something that, that I lean toward a little bit and like. Um, David was a visual guy. I just wanted to point that out to you. David, the man after God's own heart from the Old Testament, the author of many of the Psalms. Um, and in Psalm 139 was the one that jumped out to me. It's famous. You probably know a verse or two from it. Um, and could paraphrase it right now if I put you on the spot. Don't worry, I won't. Um, but in Psalm 139, he's, he's got all this imagery as he writes about his relationship with God. And then he turns and talks about this like deep inner place, his, this inner world that he has with God. And I thought it was so cool to think about in this context. He says things like, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence, God? Can I go to, up to the heavens and hide from you? Nope, you're there. What if I go to the depths? No, you're there. What if I rise on the wings of the dawn? Talk about visual imagery, right? What if I go to the far side of the sea? You're there, and your hand will guide me. And then he kind of talks about this inner world, and it's almost like he's searching for a way to describe it, because he says, in the darkness, you're there. In my inmost being, in my mother's womb, in the secret place, how precious are your thoughts, O God. It's like he just wraps it up with that. Your thoughts and the way you talk to me, God, are so precious and they happen in all these kind of secret inner places of my being, of my soul. And it's so visual, you know, and I just love it. And you can cultivate this kind of world with God through the Holy Spirit inside of you. You can have these, you know, it's almost like creating a memory with God on the inside. And you can create those places and, and have memories like that. Um, and for me, a really uh, particularly profound one was, and I actually went back to a, a painful memory in my life, and I welcomed Jesus into it. And he interacted with me in my mind's eye in that place. And it was super, super powerful and changed my life. So um, I want to give you a chance to practice this kind as well. 
So the way we're going to do it is I'm going to change to a slide that has a couple of pictures on it. And you get to choose your own adventure. You can choose one which is going to be a picture of Jesus with a, outside of a tomb with the stone rolled away. Risen, victorious Jesus. Yeah, Marilee said, show him the picture. Uh, so you can choose that one as a starting point. Um, or you can choose the one on the right, which is like maybe a road to Emmaus. Um, <clears throat> so what I want you to do, if you pick Jesus in the stone, I want you to see the picture, then close your eyes and use that for a basis. You can redraw it however you want, but use that for a basis to interact with him. You'll close your eyes, you'll picture him, maybe you'll walk up to him, maybe you'll see the scenery on the way as you walk up to him, and you'll say, Jesus, what do you want to show to me? What do you want to say or communicate to me? And let the scene play out, or let him speak with words, whatever way works. Or you can use that image to spark something. If you choose the road to Emmaus, you can kind of use this picture and then close your eyes and picture yourself actually walking you're on a trip, you're going somewhere, you see the expanse, you know, in front of you, the horizon and the huge big sky above it. And then picture Jesus coming alongside you and he wants to say something to you. He wants to communicate something to you. And as I was praying and preparing and hearing God's voice before today, I had a sense that at least one of you, probably some of you who choose the road to Emmaus one, not to bias you, but that when Jesus came up and started walking with you, that as you looked ahead at the sky above the horizon, he was actually going to paint you a picture in the sky of what he wanted to say to you. Maybe that'll be you. All right. Go ahead and go for it. Pick a picture, see it, close your eyes, and interact with Jesus for a bit. All right, why don't you take a second and share with somebody what you saw?
We'll give you about a minute, so maybe 30 seconds, 30 seconds, swap, swap. Share what you got, and they share with you. All right. Well, you can continue those conversations after um, service. We just want to wrap up with a few tips for success in hearing God's voice. Um, so one of the big ones is, um, especially as you're learning, but it's always good, share your hearing God's voice results with someone who is good at hearing God's voice, okay? A spiritual mentor, maybe your spouse. It could be any one of the leaders here at New Day, uh, maybe your community group leader, um, anybody who's been through like a school of ministry would have had practice in this or gone through our Wellspring School. Um, these are all people that you can um, kind of share what you're sensing as you're growing in this, the pictures you're seeing, what you're hearing in your mind's ear, the way Scripture, the Holy Spirit speaking Scripture to you, um, because they can provide confirmation that you're on the right track, and that helps you grow in confidence. Um, and then once you do this for quite a while and your confidence grows, then you can kind of move into only sharing the things that, um, you know, maybe are really big decisions or um, things that you're just not sure about. Um, and you can bring those to a, you know, spiritual mentor or friend. Um, but this is also really important to have um, a friend or, or someone you can share with Bill and I. For two reasons. One is some people never develop the skill of hearing God's voice because they're never sure if it's God or not. And so they just kind of never practice and, and they don't go there. And so they're lacking that element in their spiritual life. And so definitely find someone that you can, um, that can encourage you and confirm that you're on the right track. The other thing that can sometimes happen is someone can begin with confidence and they can, you know, they're hearing God's voice, but maybe they make a mistake in hearing God's voice, or they think they make a mistake, and um, so their faith gets marred, and um, they quit. And so this is another reason why it's super important to have, you know, two or three spiritual friends that you can um, work this out with as you're growing in it. Any other tips, Bill? Uh, go for it is a tip. Go for it. And, and just walk in humility when you hear God, even if you're really certain. Yeah. 
Sometimes we make mistakes and that's all right. Yeah, we're not creating, when I'm hearing God, I'm not creating like the book of Merrily to, to you know, go right alongside Matthew, Mark, and Luke. <laughs> awesome. So will you stand with me? We're going to wrap up uh, service today with a word of prayer. Thank you for your great participation. And I look forward to hearing your testimonies of how hearing God's voice goes for you in the future. Um, we want to challenge you this week to, to spend a few minutes at least every day just practicing. Uh, maybe that's already part of your relationship with God on a regular basis, but if not, uh, fold it in this week and go for it and give it some practice. Yeah, I would say this week in particular every day, but then just as a normal state in our normal Christian walk that we should be doing this, you know, two or three times a week at least. Um, be like David, cultivate that inner world yeah. with your Lord. All right, uh, let's pray.